0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Topic of Choice podcast. My name is Joey Felice. With me tonight, I've got a very special guest, and I'm very excited to hear uh, his story. Evan Leichel is joining us from Portland, Oregon. Evan, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm going
0: to turn this down. Have you been able to tell what the music is?
1: Uh, No. Is that that from Portland?
0: Well, the movie was filmed in Portland. It's uh, from the Goonies.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That was well, that was filmed in uh, in Cannon Beach, right? Or Astoria so. or something? Yeah. Astoria, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. It was Astoria. Yeah. That's uh Oregon's um, big claim to fame.
0: Right. And that's why when I when I knew that you were from there, I was like, Oh, there's there's one one piece of music I know I've got to play there because we'll I have always have the struggle. Goonies forever. What's that?
1: <laughs> we'll have the Goonies forever.
0: Forever. Well that was that was my genre. So uh that was eighty four I think that's when that came out, so I was roughly fourth grade, fifth grade, so that really was my, uh, that was my jam, those, that, that, that genre of, uh, of film, so, but anyway, welcome, uh, Evan, thanks for, for being on the show, and um, Evan is, is, has a channel, which, for those of you listening, which probably are all listening, if, if he does end up promoting this, which don't worry if you don't want to, but if they do, his channel... How many followers do you have now on TikTok?
1: Uh, Rounded up to about 45,000. 45.
0: 45? So 45,000. And I found you because of like a, like a hashtag of book talk or something. And one of your posts, you were giving a review. <clears throat> I think it was on Dune. And I immediately was hooked because uh, you nailed it. And, and I remember reading Dune when I was like 12 years old. Uh, and, and it was very difficult for me to get through. And it was one that my cousin said, you've got to read this book. And I started reading it and Frank Herbert. Uh, I know that there's a whole saga. I think there's 16 books total within that saga. But um, anyway, started following you. And ever since then, I, I always am eager to see what you're reading, uh, what your recommendations are, what you like and what you don't like. And first of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself, some background on you. If you don't mind, if you, you want to share like kind of like what you do um, and how you got started really in this uh, in this passion of reading.
1: Sure. Um, so yeah, I started reading, obviously, when I was pretty young, you know, I picked it up with Harry Potter, some Lost Years of Merlin, stuff like that. Uh, read The Hobbit, couldn't really get through Lord of the Rings until I was a little older. But uh, and then I had a little bit of a lull there where I was reading, uh, not so much, but I was playing a lot of video games and playing Mm -hmm. a lot of music. And I started playing music with a a band which is now defunct. But we were touring a lot in uh, Europe and all over the United States and stuff. And yeah. And while I was on tour, I was I didn't have cell service. A lot of the time I was like super poor. I was in like a different country. So I would just read. I was reading while I was on tour. Um, just hours and hours sitting in a van with headphones in, burning through epic fantasy books. So that was kind of where my love of reading kind of started being, uh, you know, getting reignited. It was just all those hours sitting in a van between shows. Um, And I think that when it really started back up again, was kind of like my early twenties reading like the King killer chronicles and song of ice and Mm -hmm. fire. um, And then moved on to some Joe Abercrombie. And just from there, it was just, uh, I started getting into, you know, maybe the more independent stuff or the the lesser known stuff that people seem to have been sleeping on, and then, you know, I kept that up for a long time, and eventually I was hanging out with my brother, and he was on TikTok flipping through, and I was just like, ah, oh, you're on, you're on that thing. Like, I didn't even, I didn't know <laughs> anything about TikTok, right. and I'm like watching over his shoulder, right? And and then this this person, I wish I could remember which TikToker. I saw I still can't remember who it was, but it was somebody. And they said, like, these are my top 10 books that I've read in the last year or something. And I remember thinking, like, "Eh, I think I could do that. Like, they didn't have any music going or anything like it was it was kind of like really long. um, And then it it was it wasn't a bad video, but I thought maybe I could like dress it up a little bit more and and do it, do it my way. But I did notice that the person had like 10,000 views on their video. And I was just like, how did that? How the hell did you get? <laughs> and I didn't really realize that everybody was on TikTok. Like, that's the big app yeah. that everyone's on right now. Um, and, you know, so I made a couple of videos and I uh, didn't really know what I was doing at all. But, uh, it, you know, people responded really positively. And I started tweaking some stuff and figuring out the best way that I could possibly do reviews, you know, because you only have one minute. Uh, Right, not of not. I just I just reviewed a Cormac McCarthy book today in two minutes, and I felt so bad. (laughs) It's like if Cormac McCarthy saw me on TikTok, like giving his book two minutes of my time. I don't know. He'd probably be kind of annoyed with me. Um, But I tried my best. But yeah, I haven't um, watched. Go ahead, go ahead. uh, But but yeah, it's been it's been really great. Uh, It was a little nerve wracking at first because uh, you know my followers kind of ballooned. Uh, initially and I didn't really, I was just staying up all day, you know, to trying to respond to like every single comment and be as interactive as like engaging as I could. Um, but everybody's been so positive and it's just, it's been a really, really great experience. And it's, it's, you know, honestly just between the TikTok and the podcast and all the other platforms that I'm on, um, the amount that I've been reading and writing and stuff, it's just been really, really great for me personally. So are you I, a writer? Yes. Um, so I have, uh three finished manuscripts on my computer right now um that i'm in the process of uh you know some of them are uh, one of them is in beta reading uh and two of them are in first rounds of uh revisions and rewrites but yeah hopefully um uh, like this year i'll be shopping to agents trying to go That's the great. traditional publishing route and yeah i mean uh you know i'm not trying to like uh bolster up a big following so I can then sell a bunch of books to all these people. And like this, like, why not? I, I well, mean, I it it's is a
0: great idea, <laughs>
1: but it's I, I try not to scheme about it. You know, it's like I want to be an engaging content creator that happens to also like put books out and, um, go that route. Uh, but it's, it's really exciting. And like, obviously the amount that I'm reading and the, the amount of like critical thinking that's going into the books, um, is much more than it was before when I was just doing it for entertainment. Now I'm like really trying to dig into like what makes a book really enjoyable. And in that process, I feel like it's, it's helped my own writing quite a bit. So that's been great. Is
0: the book that you're the, the manuscript, the book that you're writing, is it within the same genre of science fiction, fantasy, horror?
1: Um, One of them is uh, kind of like paranormal. um, It's kind of like X-Files meets um, uh, Dresden files, you know?
0: Okay. So it's
1: kind of like a cool, uh, like it's like a park ranger that's out dealing with like cryptids in rural Idaho. Uh, So that was like kind of like my, I I was, that was like, I kind of wanted to like serialize that and put out like a bunch of little ones of that, like self publish. Um, But that kind of turned into a bigger thing that I kind of put, that's like the most on the back burner right now. And then I have two others that are high fantasy that are set um, in a world that I created. but I wanted to do, like, uh, have you ever read, like, the Culture series or the Hainish Cycle, like, by Ian Banks no. or Ursula Le Guin, respectively? Um,
0: no, but I'm going to be taking notes on a lot of this because totally. I want to, you know, the recommendations are always welcome.
1: For sure. Uh, I, uh, what's, what those what those authors do is um, they have, like, this world, but you can kind of read any of the books in whatever order. Um, so okay. what I kind of want to start doing is have this world and then have four or five books that are all centered around like this two year time period around this big event. And you can read any of the books in any order because they're all different characters in different locations. It's the larger scope of what's going on in the world is affecting all of them. You know, just in different ways, but that's my big giant project that I've got going. And um, sometimes I'm really on top of it and I'm really proud of my work. And other times I'm just, I haven't written for two weeks and,
0: Uh, how how long have you has writing always been um something you've wanted to do or has you you know how long have you been working on these
1: um I mean I've seriously been working on them for the last like two years um but I had been I had been writing um you know short stories and you know giving something a good 5,000 words before I just didn't really know where I was going to go with it or not really outlining or anything um for years and years uh since I was like 20, probably. Okay. So it be like a decade, but seriously going for it in the last couple of years.
0: I'm curious, and I'm sure I'm not the only one out of the thousands of followers that you have. One of the, my first questions is, what do you do? And then, uh, meaning like, what pays your bills, so to speak, from you know, your day to day? Because the amount of reading that you consume is very impressive. And some people say, oh, there's no way he can read that much. But you know, I know there is. Oh, there's a way. I, I, oh yeah. <laughs> so let let's just start there. Tell us like, you know, for you know, for, for anyone listening, I'm and I'm very curious, you know. Uh let's start there. Like, what do you do?
1: I just work in a like a restaurant in downtown Portland. Uh it's not okay. a very demanding job. It's a pretty slow restaurant. Um, I can actually read a decent amount like while I'm at work. Um uh, because it is just kind of one of those it's like you know the restaurants there's not even seating in there, it's basically a food cart, uh, gotcha,
0: yeah, it's par for the course now,
1: yeah, and so um you know I mean. It, I'm working when I'm there, but yeah. <laughs> when there's work to do, uh, it's not like people are ordering food and I'm just like sitting there with a book.
0: Uh, <laughs> Let me but, finish this chapter.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I work in food service, like 30 hours a week. I was working more than that, but I've been cutting my hours slowly and just, um, eliminating expenses so that I can, um, just That's focus. Smart. Yeah. I mean, I'm just focusing on reading, writing, creating content, uh, podcasting, editing, all that stuff, because this is what I want to do full time. And I am in a very, um, I would say I would go as far as to say like a very privileged position um, in that I am healthy enough to do this and I don't have like other responsibilities. I don't have kids. That's a huge one is that I I don't have kids. And I also, you know, like, a lot of things fell into place. Like the uh I don't know if you've been watching the news, but there's been like this huge pandemic where none of us are allowed to go do anything <laughs> at all. So I've, in the last
0: I've heard something about it. Yeah.
1: and in the last couple of years, I mean um my social life before COVID was largely um it was it it involved the the music scene here in Portland. Like sure. I would go out to shows, I'd play shows, I'd go watch other bands and stuff, and as soon as the pandemic started, that all dried up like immediately. And I and you know, I <laughs> I didn't it's weird, you know, you realize who your real friends are and I I found out I had about like six of them. because uh, <laughs> they were all just in <laughs> bands and it was just like this fickle like music scene. Um but you know, I mean I still stay in touch with people and still go out for drinks and stuff now and then, but I mean everybody's just I feel like everybody's just um kind of been in survival mode the last couple of years and we've all yes, kind of hunkered yes. down in our places and that has been, you know, difficult, but also really, really good for sitting and reading a lot. So, yeah, I mean, and I used to, I mean, uh, to, to kind of like, um, you know, to add to that, like I used to play a lot more um, like video games and I used to like watch a lot more TV and as a kind of combination of finding more stuff that I like to read and becoming a content creator, I've kind of like pushed those things off to the margins <laughs> and uh started reading like quite a bit more. So it's just like a combination of a lot of different things.
0: When I, when I come back from, from a day, there's, this is not a comparison, but a lot of times I don't have the mental capacity to open a book. And I really just want to turn off, watch something either on an iPad or on a TV and be entertained. Um, One of the goals that I did last year or that I strive for last year in 21 was to read more. And I found myself, you know, like one of my routines at night is, you know, um, instead of putting on an iPad before I go to sleep, you know, picking up a book and trying to get through just one chapter or half a chapter at night. Um, and I found that that was a great way to not only wind down, but I think it's better for you, you know, rather than having a, a screen in front of you. But how, um, when, when you sit down, is there a temptation to scroll through the phone or to turn on a Netflix series? Or are you, when you get home, are you like, I just got to dive back into this book?
1: I mean, it really depends on what I'm reading. I mean, I obviously, uh, like I, I love vlogging into TikTok and seeing all the nice things that people say about me, you know, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm not above it. Uh, I, it is very tempting to, um, scroll through Instagram, scroll through my phone, like look on you know, I, I I love going on Reddit and getting into little arguments with people on there and stuff. <laughs> I mean and you know, I mean honestly, uh I'm I, I think it was Anthony Bourdain who said, uh, you know, there's like a there's like a person inside of me that just wants to lay around watching cartoons all day and it's like a constant struggle <laughs> with that guy. Um and I kind of feel the same way too. It's like, um I mean I really do love reading, but there uh you know, watching TV and to another extent, like playing video games, it can be like a very passive, like very easy way to yes. entertain yourself. Um, and reading can be, it, you know, it does take a little bit more mental engagement depending on what you're reading, obviously. And I find that it takes less engagement for me and less, um I don't have to like motivate myself as much if I'm reading something I really like. So one of my- Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. So one of my tricks is that, if I don't like a book, I just stop reading it. I just, okay. I just, I will not, I'll give it about a hundred pages and just, I've got, I don't know if you can, yeah, I've got hundreds and hundreds yeah. of these things. And if I don't like it, I mean, I really just, I just stop. And that helps a lot too, because my, I'm not, I'm not thinking about like this book that I need to read because I said I would, or like, it's a chore, but I need, it's not like another thing on the the list of activities that I have to get done and so if it is something that you've been looking forward to all day and you're like I can't get I can't wait to get back into that world and be with those characters it's way less of a chore you know and I've been Um, on a hot streak lately I've
0: been reading as far as like is it like shutting down the books or 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 no
1: finishing finishing? yeah I've been I mean I've been I don't know what the last few months I've just like every single book I've read has been awesome And I think that my followers are probably starting to think like, man, this guy just really just likes everything he touches. And it's, but they're not (laughs) seeing, I mean, I really am starting and not finishing books too. And and you're probably
0: not, no, go ahead, go ahead.
1: But I don't see the point in, you know, dragging a book publicly, you know, like I I I was going to say, you're not going to
0: sit there and, and say, look, this one sucks. I couldn't get through the first 50 pages.
1: No. And I mean, I have, you know, um, and I could do that. Cause that would be like, you know, the, the, like really inflammatory, uh, com commentary on stuff, um, on social media apps draws a lot more eyes, you know? Sure. So if yeah. I were to open up a video and just be like, I hated this, I hated this book so much. Like, um, a lot of people are, you know, just instinctually just going to be like, Ooh, what does he hate about it? Ooh, right. you know, this, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I don't want to, I don't, I just don't see the, the point in that. I don't, I can, you know, obviously, uh, I I will give things their fair shake, and I will critique things that I didn't like about a book. But if I don't like it, I'm just not going to finish it. I just won't read it. I mean, I think I I did that with like, I read Twilight like six months ago or something, and I okay. and I didn't. Yep. And the, I did it because it wasn't it wasn't. I didn't read it so that I could trash it online. I read it and ended up trashing it.
0: <laughs> but like I that was
1: like one of the rare cases where like I I just wanted to see what the fuss was about. Like yeah, because you know i'm 31 so when twilight came out you know i was like i was like right in there you know like 15 16 years old when it was really really popular but i was playing i was playing halo and not talking to girls or anything you know so um i didn't see what the fuss was and then i read the book probably at the wrong age you know like i'm a 31 year old man like probably probably not gonna like twilight very much uh But I had my reasons for not liking it, but I kind of tried that out and the response was like pretty cool. And, but then I I got to thinking like, it's, it's silly to just like read something just to be negative about it, you know?
0: Well, no, I I think, I think the standpoint that you're taking on it is very admirable because there's a lot of people that would do the exact opposite. They will read something for the sheer fact of, I want to prove to you why this sucks or why is this really bad? Yeah, but it's- Because like you said- there are people that are drawn to that and i i think you're taking the high road and i th- and i think it's it's great while there yes is a place to critique and be fair about the work there is no real joy that comes from taking somebody's art that they've created and just bashing it because it's your opinion
1: absolutely and i mean wh- what like i'm i'm just going to come online and tear something to shreds when it might be somebody's favorite book exactly you know? like i mean really because like that- there's there's, there's, yeah, because that, that have book may have through. gotten
0: that person through right. a difficult time or was a companion to them through whatever. It just serves no purpose. So I, I think keep that up. That's a great posture to take with, with, uh, with your reviews. I will say I was the last podcast that I listened I haven't listened to your latest one, but I did listen to one that you gave a critique and a summation of Achilles. And the format that you did on that podcast, that's that was brilliant in my opinion. You Thank had you. a nice little piece of music behind it. Oh, I wrote and all you, that too,
1: by the way. I, I, no, I, <laughs> I could tell that it was plug, a script. Plug it. Yeah.
0: I could tell it was a script that you Oh had no, I wrote read. the I wrote the music. Oh, you did write the music. Yeah, yeah. I wrote I write oh, all the music
1: well, that, for the podcast. Yeah. I just wanted to well, I'm really the, proud of that. I wanted to plug it.
0: <laughs> absolutely. You should plug it. Yes. Cheers. Um and if you haven't listened to this episode and if this is the first time that you're hearing about Evan, uh, Evan, tell us the name of the podcast and where they can oh. find it.
1: Uh, it's called Book Reviews Kill, and it's on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, everywhere. Pretty it's much
0: anywhere there. you can get podcasts, it's all over the place. Book Reviews Kill, and there's there's a review that he did of um, Achilles. I don't know if that's the the name. Uh, the Song of Achilles uh, by Madeline. Song Miller. of Achilles, but. It was a very well-written and concise breakdown of the book. Uh, I would encourage you to do more of those. Uh, Cheers. I, I like the banter that you and Chad, is that who your co-host is? Yeah,
1: Chad, my, my best friend yeah. from childhood.
0: Yeah, I think you guys have a good rapport and a good banter back and forth. But I would also say that, that those types of reviews where uh, you're just giving your in-depth thoughts and uh, opinions on the, on the work, uh, very well received. So I wanted to just tell you that was that was one of my favorite. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah.
1: That that episode has a lot of views on it. And I, I think I was I was definitely surprised um to see the 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 response to that. Because you know, I mean um I you know you know how it is when when you're making something sure. it's like your your nose is so close to it you can't you can't possibly see you can't see how anybody could possibly enjoy it. You know it's like as soon as I'm done writing the script for that and recording it I'm just like uh, man, it sounds like I'm 11 years old giving a book report. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Cheers, because I,
0: I think it it serves a it serves a purpose for those that may not have the time to listen to a 45 or 50 minute podcast and want to hear what your true thoughts are, like on the wheel of time, so to speak. While yeah. they're yes, they're eager to do it, maybe they have to come back to it in chunks. That podcast was, I think, what three minutes, maybe that, like, maybe yeah, like it was four or like, five or something like four that. Four or five yeah. Maybe, yeah. But well within a a, a commute. Uh, you know, or walking, or biking, or jogging to to here. But I, I did, I did want to tell you that was that was a, a great episode there. Um,
1: Appreciate it, thank you. I will do more of those. Book,
0: yeah, add, please. How many books do you consume a month? And I know you said you're on a hot streak right now, but on average, what would you say?
1: Um, on average, I mean, like like six between six and eight, like seven or eight, something like that. Yeah,
0: like on a and these are, a, are not.
1: On a slow month, it's, like, five. But, yeah, I try to keep it to, like, two, two, two books a week. Like, two books a week is, like, great, you know? That's, a, that's like, right where I want to be.
0: That's incredible. I I would love to have that. I, I, <laughs> you know, just if I could get through one book in three months right now, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You are doing because good. I'm cr- What's that? Yeah, you are doing good.
1: No, th- a few books a year is great if you enjoy them. That's, Absolutely. Right
0: now, if, if that's my goal, that's my goal. Um, I'm currently reading. I'll, I'll bring it out now. Um, this came as a recommendation. It's called Another Day in the Frontal Lobe: A Brain Surgeon Exposes Life on the Inside by Katrina Furlick, and it's it's not a science fiction or fantasy. And I wanted to read a book, and I know you had even said in one of your in one of your um, TikToks or or, or or Instagram posts that you were trying to branch out. You wanted to get into different. Uh, I think you said either. Uh, did you say nonfiction? Yeah. That you wanted to start getting into, but anyway, I've picked this up so far. I I think it's fascinating. Um, I also got into some David Baldacci last year as well, which I really liked. The murder mystery. Totally. But I always. I'm always being drawn back into the science fiction fantasy. I've never really gotten into the horror, the Stephen King. I read one Stephen King, which was called The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: And I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It was not a, an it or a pet cemetery. I've just never been able to get into those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been drawn into the science fiction and fantasy. My, uh, my history with it real quick and why I have a, a, a really neat passion for what you do When I was, oh gosh, I had to have been nine or 10 and it was my birthday and my parents bought me a Star Trek book and the cover had James T. Kirk on it and the Gorn, the, you know, the green lizard.
1: Totally. Hissing
0: creature. Yeah. Classic. And I thought I'd never, never heard of it. I'd never seen it. And I, I mean, I devoured that book. And from then on that type of genre was just what I, what I loved and I've had a steady diet of science fiction, fantasy films and books and comics my entire life. And it's just been a, a neat passion. So I want to kind of divert the conversation now to the young listeners who might be, to might be listening. Um, we have three kids, Mike, we have one boy and two girls. They are 15, 13 and 11. All of which, um, it's a lot of fun, a lot of work, you know, the days are long, the years are short, as I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a lot of them have gone through phases where they get the right book and you can't tell them to turn the light off. It's, they're reading it. And then they'll go through phases where they don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like for your, yeah, I'm curious to your opinion. What would you tell the young readers or the young minds that may have never read a series before or think, I don't want to read a book. There's It's boring. I'd rather watch the movie or watch the show. We could contrast it to Harry Potter, if you will, because I've read those books multiple times oh yeah um i'm gonna stop talking but what are your thoughts how, how do we how do you talk to a young person that's never picked up a series and say it's so much better than what you might watch on a sh- on a mm-hmm. screen
1: um i mean i would definitely like empower them like i said before to uh to not feel any kind of shame or guilt around not finishing stuff I think that I've talked to a lot of people about this, this subject and not a lot of kids, but I have talked to a lot of people that don't really read very much. And I always hear the same thing. It's just, I I was forced to read in school and I hated it, Yeah, you know, and and it's such a shame because, and obviously, you know, it's school, there's, there's assignments that you need to get done and stuff. And I think school, there's a lot of merit to telling people that, you know, if you have, if you start something, you should finish something, obviously. Um, and, but if you're reading for enjoyment and you're not enjoying something, then you need to stop. Like you need I mean you know don't get 5 pages in and give it a right. give it a fair chance, you know, give it a good 30 to 50 pages of something and um but I think that, you know, I I don't have children myself, but children are really honest, you know, and yeah, they're sure. they're not going to like if they don't like something, it's it's not because of any real reason other than that it, they don't like it. You know, That's it's right. like if kids, there's food that kids don't like and they just don't like it. You know? So, um, my parents were, my parents were really cool. I was very fortunate. They, they put a lot of stuff in front of me, you know, like I had a lot of different choices. There was a big bookshelf in my house and I picked stuff up and I'm sure I didn't finish all kinds of stuff, but you know, I started reading goosebumps books and they were all for it. Yes. They they bought me a, a goosebumps lunchbox and you know, I carried that thing around all day every day, and I, I read a ton of Goosebumps books and watched the shows. And, um, you know, when when I started reading Harry Potter, they were super supportive. They, you know, they they i they left me alone to read. They, you know, and uh, like obviously, like I said, I don't have kids, but I think just like empowering kids and just saying it's okay to not like stuff. It's okay to like anything that you want to like. You can move on to different things if you're not interested because eventually something is going to latch on. They're going to get so glued to something and then that'll lead to something else. And that'll lead to something else. I mean, um, when I finished, uh, not finished, but when I, when I was reading the Harry Potter books, I, I was in the bookstore with my mom and she bought me the first, uh, lost years of Merlin book by T a Barron, Mm -hmm. And, like I wouldn't have found that (laughs) like I I wouldn't have like found that at a store you know and I mean maybe but uh she she was observant enough to to see oh he likes this maybe he would like this book about a wizard and I of course I totally did and you know she wasn't bugging me about it wasn't checking in to make sure that I liked it or it wasn't like an assignment you know so yeah that's like what I would say is just empower kids like help kids to feel empowered to move through stuff and, and figure out what it is that they really like.
0: I think one of the biggest takeaways that I'm going to uh, you know, walk away from tonight with is it's very wise, if you don't like it, then stop. And just to hear somebody that reads as much as you do, that is passionate about it, to tell me, there are books that I start that I'll get 100 pages in, and I'm like, I don't like it. So you close it and you move on. And I think that even for myself, I have forced myself to try and finish books and it does not become pleasurable. It's not enjoyable at that time because you're just, all right, how many more pages until I can, you know, get to whatever, is it ever going to pick up? And, um, I think that's great advice and, and, and advice that I will tell my kids, uh, to absolutely try to try to adhere to is, Whatever genre you, my my youngest is reading a book, uh, Serafina, I think. Where oh, I think I've heard of
1: that. Historical
0: yeah. fiction. Mm-hmm. That does that sound accurate historical. So, so, Serafina, I think is it's a it's a it's a trilogy, and it's about the Biltmore. It's about a young girl who lives in the Biltmore, and she has been devouring these books, and we call them chapter books, Evan, because mm-hmm. you know they're they're too, She's to a stage now where chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. She's in the chapter books. And the Biltmore is only four hours from us. So we told her, hey, once you finish the series, guess what? We're going to go to the Biltmore and we can tour it. And you're going to see, you know, this gargantuan mansion of a house. And you're going to actually see what you read about. And, you know, her eyes lit up. And and I tried to get her into science fiction or fantasy, early novels. No, doesn't like it. And that's fine. But like you said, when they find a, a genre that, they like, they enjoy, it'll, it'll grab them, they'll catch, and then they'll move on from there. And now she's reading books on Hamilton, you know? So, <laughs> well, I mean, that's,
1: the, that's, you know, I mean, reading, reading is such a, it's such a personal thing, right? I mean, you can be in, you can be in a book club or, or whatever, but, um, and it can be a social thing, obviously. Uh, and it's fun when it's a social thing, but you know, when it's right. just, when it's just that little space between your eyes and the page, that's all you, you know, that's your whole world. And, and it, and I think it, it doesn't start when you're 18, you know, that, that it being a personal thing, you know, like my, it could, I mean, it could start
0: when you're, you know, when you're fifties or whenever.
1: Yeah. It doesn't have to start when you're 18. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but I do want to say real quick, uh, real quick in in the spirit of, um, saying that you should, you know, you, you should feel like empowered to not finish stuff and things like that. Um, I, I will push through something if it's difficult language, right? Like if it's um, like, I just read, uh, I just read a uh, child of God by Cormac McCarthy and I had never read any mm-hmm. Cormac McCarthy before. So it took me a little bit to really kind of like get the way that he was writing stuff. You know, I was just very different, a different style than I was used to, especially when I've been reading a lot of uh, genre fiction lately. Um, but I was really interested in what was, happening so there is a kind of pushing through um if you're still interested in what's happening but it's 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 just not really you know if you're pushing through a right. um a really interesting non-fiction book like non is kind of difficult for me sometimes because I haven't been reading it my whole life and also like depending on the book there's just there's a lot of like initialisms and acronyms and dates and names and you know it's just it's all this like a study was done in 1971 that found that and it's just like oh god like i've <laughs> it's just like the fifth time i've read over something like this this page um and it's like you can push through that like if the subject matter is really interesting yeah. then obvious i just wanted to make that little caveat because like obviously no, sometimes no, i do push through some stuff you know
0: uh, and I'm glad for that you gave the clarification there. I, I remember the last one that I forced myself through to the end was the Silmarillion uh, by Gerald Tolkien, because I, I love uh, the Hobbit was one of my first real impactful books where I, I don't know how fast I read it. <clears throat> I was, I remember reading it on the bus ride between uh, school and home nice. every day. And, um, I, I then you know, went on to the Lord of the Rings and, and, and that series. But then it wasn't until I was in college that somebody said, hey, you need to read the Silmarillion. And I was like, what is that? Because <laughs> I, I didn't know that there was more. And so I went to the library and I, I remember I got it. And I thought, this is, this is incredibly difficult. It's almost like reading the King James. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, to an extent. Uh, and I... I got through it but it was grueling and it was very difficult and I've never picked it back up. <laughs> but no. I think I read it just because I was a Tolkien fan. Have you read the Silmarillion?
1: I've read like 3 quarters of it. I was reading it to I was reading it right before bed for months because it would just It'll put, put, put me you to sleep. to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to really just like get through that whole thing because I mean like uh, I've I've read the Ainulindale so many times, like I've, you know, like the the creation story, where where Eru splits himself into the the, the Valar and they all sing uh, Ea into creation and stuff, and it's it's like you said. I mean, like there really is like um, the the way that he writes it all out is it kind of has that 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 religious uh, text or like scripture language sure. to it.
0: Yeah, and I I know that a lot of that was from his background, and I know that I don't know I don't want to digress into into a side. Topic of Tolkien and and his and mm-hmm. his uh uh passions or 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 whatnot, but <clears throat> just a standpoint of of diving into a book that man, this is difficult. Now I will tell you there's a book that I'm gonna bring up that's on my favorites that I wanted to see if we could kind of go back and forth with just a few of these, if you don't mind. Sure. And you actually did a podcast with Chad, I think it was your first one, maybe, of what your your favorite books are.
1: Yeah, it was like our and favorite series. Yeah. Favorite series. Totally. That's that's
0: right. <clears throat> I remember listening to it and I was like, neither of them have brought up Harry Potter or Tolkien. And at the end you're like, Got, you know, these are automatically. So I'm just going to say these are out because we know that that's where they kind of stand. Right. So we don't even have to mention them. They're, they're classics, they're works of art. And you know, they're just great pieces of literature, but one of the ones that you've never, doesn't mean you haven't read it, but you <laughs> haven't reviewed it. Roger Zelazny and the nine princes of Amber is a ten. Or twelve book series. Have you read it?
1: Nope, and I know what it is. Okay. I totally know what it is. Yeah, that's that's some. I bought the. Uh, there's a there's a whole like uh, compendium or omnibus or whatever. There's a. I don't know if you have it, but it's all of them. It's like this big giant book. Do you have it? You're going to grab it. <laughs> there it is
0: i had back on
1: yeah that's the big one this is yep. it i had that exact yeah. coffee and i think i read like 30 pages of it and got distracted um and was reading something else and uh but i did read uh i read lord of light which okay. is which is a, a good like standalone um so yeah i have read some zelazny but those amber books um yeah like such an undertaking you know
0: y- how are wrote they those i they're some of my favorites. Oh, cool. This was yeah. this was a series <clears throat> that um, I fell in love with when I started reading it. Uh, you know, the world building in this is phenomenal. I don't know a lot of the nomenclature of of you know literature, but the character building, the world building, and how he goes back and forth between all of these this this impacted me. I as a young adult, and it's not a young adult book. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is a you know, an adult piece of science fiction, but phenomenal book. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to you. Give us one of yours, if you don't mind. One of your one of your favorites.
1: Um, let's see. Let me uh, let me let me look at my shelves real quick. You might have to yeah. give you might have to give so this the I'm, old edit.
0: No, go ahead. So what I'm looking at is you know Evans one of Evans' bookshelves, hundreds of books uh, stacked. I can I can see some of the titles.
1: Uh, no, I mentioned that in the podcast. Do you want me to say something that wasn't on the podcast?
0: Sure. I don't care. Okay. Either one. And it doesn't have to be an ultimate favorite. I'm just curious as to what you'd recommend as one of your go-tos.
1: I mean, something that I recommend all the time is the Farseer trilogy by Robin Hobb. Yep. Those, oh my gosh. Like, uh, So I, I, you know, I was going through a phase of reading all kinds of different fantasy and stuff, and I was in a goodwill. And the the first trilogy, the Farseer trilogy, was up uh, on one of the shelves, and all three of the books were together. They were two dollars each, um, and I remember like I had I was like oh, I think I heard about these, and then I looked at the covers, and like the covers of those books are really dorky, you know, and I, I love <laughs> them. They're right up my alley, but um, yeah, it's just it's. It's so hard to, like, I wish I could articulate better why I love them so much, but I've read them twice over, and they're just so grounded, like, they're yeah. slow, and you're just with one character the whole time, and it's this coming-of-age story, and it's so easy to, it's most, not not all of the books, but, like, a good amount of the books, uh, at least the first trilogy, is all in, like, one kind of area. It's in Buckkeep. Keep. Which is um like this one little like town with a castle at the top and, and on on the ocean. And it's just it's so vivid and it's so just cozy. And you know, the story is you know kind of tragic at, at times. Um but that was the first series that I felt like I was really sinking my teeth into and like really just taking my sweet time with that. You know, just the, okay. the language and the characters and the setting, the every turn in the plot was a huge gut punch, you know, and I had read a bunch of fantasy up until then. But I feel like that that series in particular was that was when I knew, like, this is the kind of fantasy I like. I want it. I want it kind of slow sometimes and I want really complex characters and Maybe I, I I was telling Chad a little while ago, like, I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take complex characters with a simple plot over simple characters mm. in a complex plot. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So that was kind of like when I started figuring out like that those are, you know, I'll read all kinds of different fantasy, but those are my favorite kinds for sure.
0: So I've never, and, and I've never read this trilogy and I'm going to put it in my shopping cart to, to definitely, <laughs> to definitely get through. I know Robin Hobbs um, should
1: send me some money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've been prepping those Absolutely. books for like a year.
0: Um, and I'll let you know. I'll let you know when I finish the first one. Totally. Uh, but, but highly looking forward to that. The other one, um, I'm, I'm going to do three books just for sake of time. But the Good. other one that I always tell people as a go to, especially if they've never really gotten into any big series, where, uh, is Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. And it's not a hard read. It's not a overly, um, complex. I just think it's a gripping story about a young, you know, the, you know, ender. And, and I remember it was my first jaw dropping moment when I read that book, uh, as a youngster Yeah, at the very end of, (laughs) of, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Oh, the uh, end of that book
1: is ridiculous.
0: It is. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie where you're like, what? Yeah. And that was my first gotcha book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that impacted me. And that's one that I always recommend, especially to people who've never gotten into the the genre of science fiction or fantasy is read Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game.
1: I think Ender's Game is a really good jumping off point for someone that's trying to get into science fiction because, it, you know, uh, I mean, they it's they're like using the Internet, you know, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like there, there's some there's some technology, in there um or like a like virtual reality. Like I don't know if yes. he's technically using virtual reality, but he's playing a game like a you know right um, and he keeps coming back to this game, um and it's just it's such a good look at how you can because I mean I, I mean, science fiction is not like my my main genre that I read, but I have read a lot of you know I've read like Heinlein and Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke yes. and um, I really like those books, like quite a bit, um, but they can, they tend to be a little bit um, more focused on the ideas and less focused on the characters. Okay. Um, but like Ender's Game was, at least for me, it's like it's it's a it's one of those science fiction books that kind of does a really good balance of both. Yes. So yeah, that's yeah. a really excellent book for sure.
0: What's another book you might recommend for jumping off?
1: For jumping off for uh, fantasy, sci-fi, or just in
0: general. Either or. Yeah. Over here. God damn.
1: I have so many of these. <laughs>
0: uh, I know I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, it's
1: okay. Like, I, I mean, I, I answer this question all the time. Um, like it's, this one's going to be a little bit out of left field, but I would say the dark tower series by Stephen King,
0: Stephen King. Um, yeah. yeah
1: I, I mean, I, Stephen King is my number one favorite author. I, like okay. I like him more than any, anything else. And, you know, and I, like, I, you know, I've read all kinds of books by authors that have, you know, I've, I've been weeping on the side of the road. like, <laughs> But uh, Stephen King just I think I've read like 30 something, some some odd books wow. by him. Yeah. And um, the Dark Tower is it's fantasy. It's science fiction. It's horror. It's everything. It's everything you could want in a series. It gets really, really weird at points. It goes way out there. It gets really grounded at points. The characters are amazing. Like if you've never read Stephen King before, or if you have and you haven't read The Dark Tower, get on it. Get on reading The Dark Tower. That the, like, I'm reading those again, actually. I just bought the whole set. You can kind of see it back there, but I bought all of them. It's, yeah. And yeah. yeah, Chad and I are going to read that on the podcast this year. Cause he's never read them. And I think it'd be a good, epi- like those would be good episodes. Cause I've read them all, but he hasn't. So sure. like me having, that's me a series doing that re-reading. I've never
0: read. Oh my gosh. I've heard so a lot good. about them. It's yeah, just I've heard so- a lot about them.
1: It's fantasy and only the way Stephen King can do it. You know, like nobody else could have written the dark tower at all. Like no one <laughs> could have gotten close to reading that. Like there's just ideas in that. And that's another good example of an ending that I'm obviously I'm not going to spoil it, but that's another good example where the ending split a whole generation of people. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a pretty wild ending, but yeah, that one, that's another one where, um, I just, from the, from the first book to the last book, just a completely different experience than anything else I've read.
0: Uh, a lot of individuals would say <clears throat> that listening to an audiobook oh it's not the same it's not the same I disagree I think an audiobook is a book whether you listen to it or whether you read it you're still consuming the literature what what are your thoughts on that
1: Oh I absolutely agree I mean like uh, I said this on a different podcast a little bit ago but like at at worst you're just all right no, at, at best you're being kind of gatekeeping and a little bit needlessly like elitist or whatever, and just being kind of a jerk. But at worst, I mean, it's like ableist, like, right. I mean, you're, you're like, what about people that can't see? Like, they're just right. not, they're not right. reading, you know? I mean, it's like, I, <laughs> I made a post about that on TikTok a little bit ago. And I got a few comments of people that were like, well, technically you're not reading. And it's just like, okay, sure. Yeah. Technically yeah. your eyes aren't moving across printed words right but like I challenge you to tell me like if I gave you a sentence in that book to tell me what page that sentence was on like how how much of this book are you really retaining right Right, right. I mean like I read I I mean dude I read all the time and I still like I mean I'm reading the Lycanius trilogy with Chad and there's parts that I'll admit like I just have no idea what's even going on and I'm reading these books you know like you're not going to retain a hundred percent of everything, and oh. so to suggest that because when you're listening to audiobooks, you might get distracted or something and miss something, or it's like, dude, you're you're scrolling through Instagram every five minutes when you're reading. Like, I mean, what? You have like Mozart <laughs> playing, and you're reading for four hours at a clip. Like, give me a break. Like, stop.
0: <laughs> well, I would I would tell anybody that that <clears throat> doesn't think or has never tried audiobooks. And I know I'm coming back to the Harry Potter, but if you listen to Jim Dale narrate the oh. Harry Potter books, it's better than reading them yourself.
1: Oh, I'm a Stephen Fry. I'm, steam, I'm team Stephen Fry all the way. Stephen Fry? Yeah, he does. Like, you know, Did you know that there's two versions of the audiobooks for Harry Potter?
0: No, because I'm Googling this right now. Oh, yeah.
1: No, wait. The Jim Dale ones are the ones that are on Audible. Yeah. Uh, the Stephen Fry ones are difficult to find. I actually haven't listened to them in a while. I think they were on CD or tape or something. Um,
0: but, but he's better than Jim Dale. I
1: mean, in your opinion, I personally think that like, I just, I just love Stephen Fry. Like I love his voice. I love all the stuff that he's been in. I just, I want to, I want to like have dinner with Stephen Fry. Like he would probably, <laughs> I I doubt he would like me very much, but like he like, uh, cause and I've listened. Oh, oh boy. Have I listened? I have all seven of the Harry Potter books on audible on my phone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I have listened to the Jim Dale ones, but I don't like the way that he does women's voices. Like the way okay. that, like, like Hermione, when she says Harry, and she's like, kind of
0: whispery. heavy, no,
1: <laughs> heavy. Like she, like he just does, doesn't, and the way that he does uh, Professor G- Grubbly Plank with like that really <laughs> nasally, I don't know. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I couldn't read those books like uh, the way that he does. But yeah, I think um, like Stephen Fry just gives it like that extra kind of like, you know how the movies like John Williams score yeah. in the movies yes. like it gives it that kind of extra magical like punch and I think that Stephen okay. Fry does that but obviously Jim Dale's great
0: too. I had no clue that there was a secondary a narrator for these books so now I'm very yeah. intrigued and uh we'll have to try and find some Stephen Fry uh Harry Potter books I wanna to, give to a, listen uh, to.
1: Can I give a little tidbit of fun fact? Uh I don't know if this yeah, is totally please. true but uh, so I, I I think Stephen Fry recorded them first and I could be wrong about that, but I think that he did. Um, But I I do, I did remember, I do remember reading that JK Rowling and Stephen Fry had a little bit of a weird tiff because um, of the way that Stephen Fry pronounced the word pocketed Uh, because of his accent. He said uh, pocketed it like, (laughs) <laughs> it's it, so he added like this weird extra syllable and apparently JK Rowling was like, I don't like it when he did that. So he just insisted on doing it every single time just to spite JK. Just Rowling. to kind of, kind of <laughs> yeah. drive it
0: in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And
1: I think that, you know, that could be just a, a hearsay, but I remember reading that and just, I just loved Stephen Fry even more for that. Cause he didn't bow to the great JK Rowling. He was just like, the yeah, well I'm JK getting paid Rowling. to do this and I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: I remember listening to the books and then when I saw the movie, I was like, wait a second. It's not ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, Jim Dale had different pronunciations, but I I think that's one of the great things about reading is, uh, no matter you, you create your own imagery in your head based on what the author wants you to can, or what he's trying to convey from world building to character building and so on. Um, totally. It's just, it's, it's just, it's a great place to be whenever you find the right book. um, I the, the last book that I'm going to tell you that I I think you even put this up The Crystal Shard uh, which is a Forgotten Realms book was one of my early favorite books and I and when I saw that I was like I've got to I got to interview this guy this is <laughs> this is phenomenal because yeah. it was exactly um you know just one of my favorites
1: I really like R. S. Salvatore and I, I've only read the Icewind Dale trilogy but um, he's just, I've watched a lot of interviews with him too. He's just such a, a <laughs> magnetic personality and, um, I, I'm not, I, I wasn't around in the late eighties for in the, in the fantasy scene or anything, but it seems like what Ari Salvatore might have done is bring a little bit more light into an otherwise kind of serious genre. Yes. Um, yeah. and, um, you know, it's like taking those influences from the fifties, sixties, seventies, And, you know, even even the 80s and then turning them into like almost like these, they're like, they're like action movies, you know, but with a really, really solid main character. I mean, Dritz Stewartin is such a fantastic character. Like you could write whole essays on how complicated he is.
0: And yeah, and there's been there's been spanoff series of I've always pronounced it Drizzt.
1: Oh, really? I think uh, Chad pronounces it that way, too but
0: <laughs> I don't think there's a right or wrong way. There probably is a right way and I'm probably doing it the wrong way, but I'm just Drist. pronouncing
1: it the way that, uh, that Ari Salvatore pronounced it. Uh, right. And that's Dritz. probably
0: the right way, Evan. Uh, it's, to it's, me, he's Drizit.
1: Stewart yeah. <laughs> and from, uh, Menzo, Dewarden. Menzo, ben, Menzo, Menzo <laughs> I remember the first time I ever read that, uh, I was in a bookstore and I picked it up and I read the prologue and yeah. I was just like, he's just he just doesn't hold back. He's just he's like let's go as hard as we can here. Like we're going full demon sitting on a throne. There's slime <laughs> everywhere. There's a, like guy rides in on a lizard like <laughs> let's go. You're uh, like let's go. Yeah, That's and right. and he yeah, I mean I I really need to read um the Dark Elf trilogy, the the prequel trilogy to those um I haven't read them. Man, like I they're just they're so fun and really well-paced and uh, very transportive books for sure.
0: Well, I th- I think you know to, to as we as we come to a close, you know, I, I love the point that you've made as far as um, saying that it's not a requirement to finish, and I know that you put your your two cents in of what that didn't mean and what that does mean. Um, to me, I think yeah. that what you've done though for the for the. For the reading community, and I know that social media has a lot of positives. I also know that it has a lot of negatives. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, raising kids with social media is, it's difficult. Are they on social media? Uh, We try to, yes and no.
1: Yeah. I can't Um, even imagine. Yeah, I don't have kids. I don't, (laughs) I have no idea (laughs) what that's like.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a, you know, they're not on Instagram. They're not on TikTok. They're not on Facebook. The, the. We've tried it. You know, we've, we've, we've opened that gate a little bit and, and I don't want to side sidetrack the the conversation, but where I'm going with this is I think the community though, for what you've, what you are doing for the reading community is phenomenal.
1: It's yours. Um,
0: and that's why I wanted to, to just really, you know, talk with you and, and get your, um, get your story because for somebody like me that comes in and says, I can get through four pages tonight, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm currently, you know, up on, on my on my nightstand is the Brandon Sanderson. Um, I can't think of the name right now. Stormlight. What's the, uh, Stormlight. Thank yeah, you. It's the first there book. We go. And I'm on chapter I think three or four, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. And then I'm reading also another recommendation of yours, Scott Lewis. Um, the um.
1: Oh, is it Scott Lynch? I, oh, it's right. By.
0: Scott Lynch. Yeah. Scott totally. Lynch.
1: Yeah. The. Uh, Lies of Lock Lamora.
0: That's it. Totally. Thank you. My, my mind went blank okay. and that came on a recommendation and I'm, I'm really enjoying it totally. because it's, it's a, it's a very, it's just a captivating book. So I just want to encourage you keep doing what you're doing. You can tell you're passionate about it. We can tell that you love it. Um, it's, it's a legitimate, um, it's a legitimate hobby that you have, but you're, you're, you're passing that on to individuals that may not be able to do what you do on a weekly or monthly basis, right? Totally. I would never even consider picking up the Achilles book, <laughs> um, but you know, it's on my it's on my wish list now. You know, to to go through. So, I just want to encourage you to to keep up the good work, and and I appreciate all that you're doing for this community, uh, and for those that haven't listened to the podcast, um, it's I don't want to mess it up, Evan. Tell us again.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's called book reviews kill.
0: That's it
1: all this space, is spaces in between the words if that helps <laughs> but yeah i mean like mm. I, I really appreciate you saying that i mean um you know i think i think uh at least with some people that i've talked to and, and some some conversations that i've observed uh reading reading seems to be for some people like this kind of this kind of like sacred esoteric like you know a uh, big brain thing to do and it can be i guess if you're you know, if you're reading Proust and Kafka and like, you know, just an all like if you're <laughs> if you're story. exclusively only reading like really difficult stuff and you're you know, cause there and that is a way to read, of course. I would never knock it. You know, if you if you want to stay up for three weeks reading Lolita and taking notes on every single page, like go for it. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> that's not how I like to read personally. Um but that might change at some point too. But you know, like um like widening those gates like opening those gates up to everybody and saying like this is not like reading two books a week if you've got the time is not this thing that only some people have the brain capacity to do you know it's not this yeah, thing right. that only they're really well educated or they're really rich or the like you know there's so many things and, and, you know, I don't want to get too deep, but there's so many things that do segregate people in our society and reading doesn't need to be one of those things. It never does. No. And it shouldn't have been this entire time. So that's like my, my goal, at least if I did have some kind of mission, as far as my, my presence online is to just encourage people to have fun with it and find stories that they enjoy and pull stuff out of these books that, uh, help them through their own lives. Cause that's what's happened for me
0: yeah i i couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, the last thing I, I, I would encourage people to do if your library isn't closed, you know COVID shut a lot of libraries down over the past two years and and some of them are sl- slowly opening. That was a place that we love to go on, on a Saturday afternoon or a rainy Sunday is take the kids, let's go and just you know meet back here in an hour and you know and they it, it's just such a I think it's almost a lost Uh, Maybe I'm saying this because of of the the circles that I'm in, but, you know, a lost um, activity to do of where you can find just great stuff, you know, at your local library. And it's all free. It's all free.
1: And I mean, Um, reading, reading at least uh, uh, from the the numbers that I've seen, uh, if it was lost at some point, just in general reading, uh, it's on a big upswing right now. I love like it. So many people are reading right now. It's so cool. You know, it's a really, really exciting time to be a reader and a writer and a content creator. And I'm loving the ride so far.
0: Evan, when you publish, um, can we get a confirmation that you'll come back on the topic of choice podcast to review your book?
1: I absolutely will.
0: Love it. Guys. My name is Joey police tonight has been, uh, my guest, Evan, like um, Please download, rate, review. You can find the Topic of Choice podcast on uh, Spotify, on Apple, Google, wherever you find your podcasts, everybody. Evan, thank you for your time tonight. Um, As always, we will talk to you again hopefully soon.
1: Thanks so much for having me.